Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing. And anything you need printed, that's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. All right. I got to stop looking at your book cover, your arm of steel. <laughs> That's good. Um, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Uh, we are back in action for 2021, I believe is the year. Uh, they all kind of seem to be the same year uh, now. It could be 2019 for all I know. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's 2021 and we are looking forward to uh, a new year and new things. And so um, on today's podcast, we have uh, the illustrious the trainer, the coach, the podcast host, the future millionaire CEO of Exercise Incorporated, best you ever in the whole world that's taken over the world with fitness, Nick Carrier, in the show. (laughs) Thanks, Jacob. That's one hell of an introduction. I I appreciate the the welcome. I believe you can live up to every word I said. Uh, I appreciate it. I'll I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Man, I, I'm glad that you are on this show. I'm glad uh, you and Roy uh, got connected. Um, I, he was on your podcast, I, I think, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, and he's fantastic. His story about just how Barbell Voodoo started and continues to grow is 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 an incredible one. And uh, well, not the, to mention you were on my podcast episode uh-huh. number five. Number five, Cinco. Yeah, that's that was the way insane. We, a couple, like, like literally two and a half years ago. Yeah, I was a completely different and happier person back then, but that's something else to talk about later. Um, <laughs> Is, do you want me to interview on that? To- interview you on that topic? I need to. I need to be interviewed on like a psychology uh, podcast and just unpack all of my things. That's what I need to do. Um, but anyways, so um, I'm glad that you guys connected and that we're able to reconnect on this podcast today. And so uh, one thing that, that I don't know about you is your story. I, I don't think that I've ever heard it um, put out anywhere. It's probably all over the place and I'm just an idiot, but, um, but I don't know about it. For, for most of it is something I gave you a hard time to, on, you know, right when you popped on here on the Zoom was like, how impressed I was you were wearing a shirt with sleeves because all I knew about you is you, like you had these tank tops. I don't know. They're better than tank tops though. They're not like I don't want people to get the wrong idea. They're like t-shirts without sleeves kind of things. Like, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And, and of course you're like marketing the best you thing as, as we all do. Like I'm wearing my gym t-shirt right now. Um, but um, for the most part, like I just knew you were an 
exercise enthusiast, you're, you're building up your brand, your name, um, all good things. Um, but I just don't know a whole lot about your story and kind of where you came from and um, why, you know, your kind of burning passion is to help people change their lives and set goals and reach and which and become the best you they can be, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I will, uh, I'll, I'll run with that here a little bit. I think one of the things that I honestly haven't, I feel like told as part of my story is, is something that I want to throw in here because I do think it's, it's pretty, it's pretty important because one of the things that I knew I was going to be talking about is my journey in fitness and specifically. And when I was young, when I was probably, I bet it was starting in maybe like second, third, second or third grade, my dad had me and my brother, my brother's two years older than me, had us doing pushups oh, uh, out in the living room, out in the living room. And like for fun, we would, or did you get in trouble? <clears throat> no, for fun. Oh, okay. For fun. <laughs> like we said, he, he would, he was always a bit, uh, big runner and did a lot of push-ups. And so, you know, when you see your dad doing push-ups at a young age, you're like, Oh, I want to do push-ups too. And so we dropped down and do them. And, and like literally all ever since like second, third grade, we would do push-ups in the living room, a ton together doing something that's called one tens. So if me and you were partners, I do one push-up, you do one push-up. I do two, you do two, I do three, you do three, all the way up to 10 and then back yeah. down. And it's oh, a total gosh. of 110 push-ups. So we would do that. And so I just say that I, that was kind of my initial introduction if you will to fitness mm -hmm. and then I got really into sports when I was growing up and, and in high school what did you, you play I played I played football and baseball all throughout high school I played basketball I wrestled and and that kind of stuff young a uh, little bit earlier on but then I did football and baseball all throughout high school and had a love for it and was was pretty good at it and I had a personal trainer who helped train me for football and baseball my sophomore and my junior year and I had a really good relationship with him and then after I graduated high school I went to the University of Georgia and I didn't really I was kind of like every other high school out there um, had no idea what I wanted to do and so I kind of took the traditional route that a lot of my friends were taking that my parents would maybe kind of say other parents would kind of say and I was majoring in business and I double majored in finance and insurance when I was at the University of Georgia but then wow. it was the summer in between my sophomore and my junior year when I'm back home in Atlanta, Georgia, working out at my home gym that I used to train at in high school. And my personal trainer was still there and we had a good relationship. And I was in the middle of one of my workouts doing lat pull downs, I think. And he came up to me and like normally just having a conversation, like, how you doing? Good to see you. Um, and he's like, have you ever thought about becoming a personal trainer before? And I was like, Kind of, not really, like, not really, but mm -hmm. he was like, well, see me after your workout and we can talk about it. <laughs> so I'm after the workout, talked about it. I got my certification that summer. And when I went back to school, beginning of my junior year, fall of my junior year, I spent the first kind of few months kind of half-assing looking for a training job. I was a junior in college. So I wasn't really, I didn't have to pay my way through or anything. So I didn't really have that sense of urgency to find a job. So I was kind of submitting applications to a big box gym, to the school rec center, that sort of thing, and, and never heard back from anybody. And then one day I'm driving down the road with my buddies in the car and I see a tent that says Orange Theory Fitness on it. And I was like, what's that? How's Orange hey, Theory Hey, quick fitness? question on when you're applying to be a, a trainer at a gym, serious question. This is going to seem like I'm joking. <laughs> which sometimes you can't tell, but honestly, like, do you send, do you have to send in a picture of yourself when you apply to be a trainer at a place? <laughs> like, 
I would think that that no, it's a, it's a, that's a phenomenal question. That's like, a phenomenal question. I would think it'd be important, you know, like, okay. Yeah. Like, cause, cause honestly, like I'm not the poster child for my gym. Like, <laughs> you know, like our, my, my partner is, he, he, he looks phenomenal. Um, but like, you know, if, if you, you kind of want to look like your personal trainer, right. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Oh no, hundred percent. Um, that's a, that's a good point. No, but all I did was like, uh, it's just paper. Fill out an online applica- application or yeah. like I went in one day and got a paper application, filled it out and gave it to them, but it was very unorganized and yeah. not very formal, but yeah, no, I do think that that's a very important, uh, aspect to becoming a personal trainer. Right. Like I would think like you're looking through there and be like, Oh, here's some photos of people. Like, like they obviously know what they're doing. They've done it themselves, you know? <laughs> like yeah. kind of thing, but. I mean, do you think about it? Like any, any, any customer who goes to a gym, or who goes to take a group class or whatever, if they see the trainers that are like are not necessarily in shape, then they might not take it as seriously or decide yeah. not to go. Um, but uh, so, so, so anyway, no, I sorry. don't have to Keep... submit pictures. No, you're good. You're So I see that Orange Reef Fitness tent and I was like, well, maybe one day I'm gonna, I'll drive by there and see what it is. Mm-hmm. And then one Friday, during like i think before thanksgiving break i'll be open i'll be open and honest i think i was a little hungover and i was driving around and i was like you know what i'm just gonna stop by there see see what it is I feel like that's so, a really bad plan being hungover <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great but it ended up working out it ended up working out so they actually didn't have a location open yet they're doing pre-sales and the owner of the location was. So you weren't working the, out. I thought you were just no, 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 no. for like an early workout. Like, yeah, no, if I was working out, that, well. that would not have been a good idea. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I went there and then the owner of the up the store that was going to be opened was there was one of the people there. And so I talked to him for a while and told him what I essentially had just told you and how I wanted to be, become a trainer. And he actually lived in Atlanta full time, but was in Athens, Georgia, which is about an hour east of Atlanta. And he said, well, why don't you come take a class in Atlanta at Orange Theory, take your first class, see if you like it, then we can meet for coffee afterwards and see if you're still interested kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm down. And so went and took that class over like Christmas break or Thanksgiving break, can't remember which one and and sat down afterwards. I was like, I loved it. Like I'm, I would love to talk further. And then I essentially went through a training process to try to be an orange area trainer, got accepted as a trainer, started as a trainer, my junior year of college and have essentially been doing orange theory um, ever since I'll throw in a, a quick wrinkle though. Um, uh, just to kind of drag it on a little bit longer because it's kind of important. Like I like I said, I majored in finance and insurance. And so when I was in college, I was like, I had this passion for fitness. I love this thing, but I should probably get like an actual job. I should mm-hmm. probably get a job in, in finance or insurance. I'm studying quote real job. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, like most of what I've done in my life was not a real job. So <laughs> yeah, who wants real jobs? Who wants uh, no, but uh, so I had a job lined up to be a mortgage lending officer mm-hmm. and I was going to be doing six months of training in their Atlanta office and then be able to move to the Nashville office after that. And the Nashville part was the biggest selling point. I wasn't just like dying to be a mortgage lending officer, believe it or not. And so that, that was the plan. I graduated. And then a few weeks prior to me starting that training in Atlanta, 
the Nashville part of the job fell through and I was mm. only going to be able to work for them in Atlanta. And like, literally I was on the phone call with them and they told me that. And I was like, I'm no longer interested mm. and hung up the phone. And I actually had already had a buddy living in Nashville at the time mm-hmm. who I was planning on living with whenever I did get there. And I called him right after I hung up the phone. I was like, dude, this is what happened. Do you think I could just like move and live on? He was living in a one bedroom at the time. Do you think I just live at your, on your couch and kind of figure it out? And he was like, yeah. And so I think three or, <laughs> four, awesome. weeks, three or four weeks later, I moved to Nashville, not knowing what I was going to do. And then I, two weeks later, I rushed into a dro- job as a recruiter with an employment agency. Mm. After two weeks, I quit. So, I was like, but why Nashville? Why, why, what's a big deal? I mean, you hadn't said anything about playing music. No. Um, or so, I mean, <laughs> you like, what, you don't want to hear that. Why did you, why did you want to come to Nashville? Why was Nashville such a big deal for you? Yeah, no, that's, that's a good question. So I have a younger sister who's two years younger than me and she played soccer at Vanderbilt. Okay. And so when I was a junior in college, she was a freshman here at Vanderbilt and she played, had a lot of playing time her freshman year on, on the soccer team. And I probably came up for, five, six or seven games with my parents that, uh, that fall. And that was when I got my first exposure to Nashville. And I was like, I love this place. And honestly, when I was in college, it was like, I didn't know where else I hadn't done that much traveling. I hadn't had that much exposure to different cities. And so I was like, I kind of want to do something different than Atlanta. And Nashville was kind of the city that I had been exposed to most. And I loved it. And I was like, I want to go there. Yeah. So that, that was kind of the draw to Nashville. And uh, I was kind of dead set on that. And so I started that job as a Oh yeah, man. It's awesome. I lived here my whole life. Born here. I always tell I always tell people I think people are nicer here than Atlanta. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it, I, I guess it's probably most places are probably probably nicer than people in Atlanta, maybe. But I, I feel like that might be true for the most part. At it, least for southern pretty, people. In terms of southern people. Like I'd say Atlanta's got the monopoly on a little bit more gruffness than, than most Southern people. Yeah. Well, Atlanta's like Atlanta's such a, what do you call it? Like a destination city where it's not necessarily a ton of people who have just grown up in the South and lived their entire time. It's a lot of people who have just moved from different areas. Yeah. Especially well, the, uh, the national yeah. too now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I, I, I quit that job after two weeks Basically, because I had this thought in my head, I was like, why am I doing something I don't want to do nine hours a day when I kind of know what I want to be doing? And I could just be figuring that out now. Yeah. And so after two weeks, I walked into the boss's office and I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. It's didn't work. Walked out, a, <laughs> walked out a few minutes later and knew that I wanted to become that like, go into, into fitness even more. So I continued at Orange Theory, got a personal training job. And then I was, I'll kind, of, I'll kind of stop. I don't know if you want to keep going, but I got the personal training job and was kind of like, I don't really, I don't get a ton of fulfillment from the one-on-one thing. And, and I also just have also a greater curiosity as to how to get closer to the best version of yourself in all the realms of life rather than just solely fitness. Mm. And so that was kind of the thought process and behind like creating my own company called best you. Mm-hmm. When I created the company, I had no idea what the hell I was going to do, but I just started off kind of training people and sending people workouts. And then I started Nick carriers, best you podcast, where I interview people on, you know, how to get closer to the best version of yourself. And I've been 
basically tweaking it and modifying and adjusting over the past almost three years now as to what the business actually is. And now I feel like I at least have a little bit more grasp on things. So at your, in, in your story here, um, growing up, when, when were you living the best you like personally in that story? So, so I don't, think we're so I I always think that getting closer to the best version of yourself is a constant journey I don't think we're ever at the best version of yourself but I do understand the question as to like Mm -hmm. when do you feel like you were like living your best life or like doing what you wanted to do kind of a thing Um, I, I think my answer to that question is whenever I coach Orange Theory or whenever I am now I've had more experiences out of Orange Theory where I've had this feeling but whenever I'm in a group atmosphere Mm-hmm. that is like high energy people are working hard um that's when i feel most alive that's when i feel like like when i'm in the middle of orange theory class and i'm doing all this stuff yelling at people yelling at people encouraging people yeah. that's when i'm like i feel like this is what i'm supposed to be doing like yeah. that's when i'm like i am freaking up on fire right now just like i love it so in college were you seeking out that experience or did you have that experience like and 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 i'm asking um you know it's it's an interesting thing because so many of us so many people out there don't ever get to experience what the best could actually be like yeah um like they get stuck in um doing mortgages you know, because it pays the bills and all of a sudden they have a relationship that's really important to them and they want to finance that and they have kids that they need to make, take care of and, you know, yeah. plop in whatever, whatever goes in at the end of that, I need to blank. Um, so I need to stay here. Um, and, and we have, you know, stats that are out there, like 80% of, you know, U.S. citizens hate what they do every day, you know, and, and they're not living their best life. Um, and, and so you found a place where you feel like you are living closer and closer to the best you daily, um, where it, it wasn't in that, that, uh, what was the, the temp job finding jobs or, or the, yeah, recruiting, you know, yeah. it, all those things that you were talking about were, were good. You know, like it's good to pay the bills. It's good to have an income. Like it's good to, you know, all those things, you know, college, like being a bulldog, you know, like all, all those things were probably really good, but like, was it, was it the best you, was it the best version of yourself that, that you had found or even tapped into yet? Well, I mean, probably not like, you know, um, so many of us are trying to figure out things in college. We're still living adolescence and, you know, all the way, <laughs> all the way until our brain stops developing around 25 or so. And, um, and I think it's really cool that, that somehow, and, and maybe you, you can say how, maybe it was just, you know, dumb luck. I don't know. That's what happens to me at least most of the time is just like, you found your niche, um, soon, um, quicker, I feel like than a lot, than a lot of us, but also, um, you, you've labeled an experience that so few people ever get to experience. And I think that that's really a neat thing. Um, so I was just kind of trying to figure out like, um, at what point that, that light bulb went off in your head first, like where, where did that go? Was it that first orange theory 
class um like you were looking at the person that was coaching or training there and you're like oh man that would be a cool thing to do or or like where did where did that kind of best you concept even even spark from yeah um no i think that's a really interesting interesting idea and i love the way that you prefaced it and everything i think that one of my the first things that comes to mind excuse me when you talk about that is i think that so many of us are too close to what makes us special. We're too close to makes to what makes us unique to be able to realize it for ourselves. And sometimes we need other people to be like, yo, dude, like you're good at that. Like you're good at this. Like go do, go do that. Because I think like, you know, I'm a higher, higher energy type person. And, and, and so when I am that way, sometimes I think everybody's that way. Mm. because I'm that way. And so, so everybody else must be that way too. And and so I think like anytime we have a a specialty, anytime we have a uniqueness, anytime we're, we have a special quality, sometimes we don't realize that it's that special about us because we think, Oh, everybody else must be this way kind of as well until somebody else kind of shines the light on that uniqueness, if you will. Mm -hmm. And, And to me, I bring that up because the call to action came from my trainer. Like I would never, this wouldn't have happened if that, that trainer had not asked me before if I would have, have I ever thought becoming a personal trainer before. And he, and like the words he said was, I think you'd be good at it. I think you've got the passion and the energy for it. And I was like, huh. And, and so I don't necessarily know if I felt the feeling of alignment or the feeling of like really being super alive until later when I got really comfortable in it. And then I just, I think I just remember in the middle of an orange theory class one time and it just felt, I don't know if effortless is the best word, but it felt effortless and it felt fun and it felt, it it just felt awesome. And so I don't really know how to go about answering your question. And, but I think like it's, it can be revealed outside of you. And then I also think that in order to find what that best version of yourself is doing, you've got to try different things. I think that's, I think it's, I think it's a lot of it is trial and error because one of the things that I say in terms of getting closer to the best version of yourself, I think that step one for getting closer to the best version of yourself is trying to gain clarity on who that best version of yourself is, what they're capable of, what they're doing. And you're never at any point in time going to be able to say like, okay, my best version of myself is exactly this, exactly this, exactly this. And early on in life, I think there's, you know, unlimited possibilities as to what the best version of yourself is because you just don't know. And then hopefully as you go through life, if you're seeking it, if you're doing trial and error, trying a lot of different things over time, that unlimited possibility starts to get narrower and narrow and it's not as big of a funnel as it once was and you just get a better feel as to what the best version of yourself is doing that's kind of the way at least i think about answering that question yeah do you think people do that though no <laughs> no well but like but no but, but but jacob that is what that's why like my goal is that i want everybody every single day thinking about that sort of a thing. Like how can, how, how can I actually get close to the best version of myself? Because I, what, what the frustration that I had was after I quit that job after two weeks, I was 
in a spot where I was coaching a little bit of orange theory, but I had a lot of time on my hands. I was living in an apartment, paying rent that I was sh- didn't have any business paying because I thought I was going to have this job. And I was like in this stage where I was like watching videos, reading books, listening to podcasts, all this, all this stuff. And so many people kept saying the, the phrase, get closer to the best version of yourself. And I'd finish a video or I'd finish a book and be like, okay, I'm fired up. But now what do I go do? Like, how do I actually get closer to the best version of myself? And that's when I was like, not that many people talk about like how you actually do it. Like the Mm -hmm. tangible ways, the practical ways of how you get closer to the best version of yourself. People will tell you how to, how to improve in certain areas. They'll tell you how to be motivated, how to be disciplined. But I'm talking about like, how do I actually get closer to that best version of myself? And I think again, just to go back to what I said earlier, it starts with, trying to gain clarity every single day. I think that's a constant process and a process we need to be attacking every single day. And I want to, pe- I want to enlighten people as to this is the process. If you would like to get closer to the best version of yourself, s- start along this journey with me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's great. Um, I think people are predominantly oblivious to it, you know, that, that there could be a better life. I mean, I even know plenty of people with, but from the outside that look like they have it all together and they're living their best life and they have the means um, to have anything that they want, you know, in life. And, and yet on the inside, like they're a train wreck, you know, they're, they're not living what they would label as their best life. I mean, they've secured amazing, you know, financial lives for like their kids and grandkids probably, but like, inside they're they're not the best version of you and and i think we all probably get glimmers of that throughout our lives like things that that make us whole or things that bring light or brightness into our lives you know and 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 we just kind of just go that's cool but like i need to do this right now um and and we forget to so often we forget to invest in ourselves in that way um, and one of the, yeah, to, to, to talk about how you said, you know, all of us see so many people who have it all, yeah, but they really kind of have it all in probably a certain area of their life, right. maybe yeah. like a, a financial area of their life. And so like one of the things that I've stumbled upon over the last year and a half or so is this idea of everybody can kind of define these can define like pockets of their life. And so for me, like I have my health, my health, I have being a better friend and family member. I have mm-hmm. my financial well-being. I have my spiritual well-being. I have my professional well-being and, and my, I also have my gifts and talents. So I kind of have, I'm looking at my whiteboard that I have it written down on. I kind of yes. have these six pockets yeah. of my life that to me, every single week, I want to either like I kind of want to slightly improve in every single week, mm-hmm. and but I'm I I want to kind of spike in maybe one of them. So like when I say spike, I mean like one of them is doing really well, or you're spending a lot of time and energy and effort in one. And so like for mm-hmm. me, I'm spending a lot of time and energy and effort into my professional life. But if I was forgetting about those other things, ten years down the road, I could be one of those people who has it all but mm-hmm. has nothing, kind of a thing. And so I think the process to get closer to the best version of yourself is whatever your pockets are is every single day, every single week, every single month, try to either be managing or slightly improving in all of those pockets Mm -hmm. 
Um, but but try to spike in one. Try to spike in one, maybe two. But don't spike in one and let the others go by the wayside. <laughs> right. Because that's yeah. when that's when either catches up with you right away or catches up with you five, 10, 20, 30 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. When um, like in, in my coaching, we talk about it in terms of like pillars is the way I kind of think about it. Um, same, same concept, you know, like they're the things holding you up, like you're on top of your pillars. And if you neglect one, um, we talk about more neglecting because uh, a lot of people like I, I talk to is just, it, they neglect themselves. They neglect areas of their life and they, um, and, and so they're not quite at the place, you know, to, to keep everything even, but, I, but I love that, you know, it's very, very similar to what we talk about a lot of times too. Um, and I think that that's so paramount for people to kind of, to get, kind of get and understand, um, like our, our area that helps us the most, isn't just this one place, <laughs> right. like, like there's other pockets, there's other places that, that we need to, to consider and also keep alive. Um, so that's really cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so on with, uh, with you and, and, and best you is, is going great. You can, you can, uh, go to the website and check that out, obviously. Um, so tell me more about how that began a little more, like you, you're, you kind of gave me a vague one, but like, tell me more specifically about like how, how that came about, um, you know, to be a reality really. Yeah. Well, so it actually kind of goes back and I don't, I don't tell this enough, but it actually kind of goes back to that time period where I quit that job. And there was these couple months where I'm like, the hell is going on? (laughs) Uh, me and my brother have always kind of, have always kind of been into like self, uh, personal growth, self-help time kind of stuff. And there was like a stretch of a couple mo- of those couple months, probably where we told each other we had to write each other like an article at least one time a week. Mm. And it was basically based off of a book that we were reading, an article that we had read, a podcast that we had heard, mm. something that was kind of inspiring or motivating to us. That's neat. So we would send these articles back and forth for a few months. And I all of a sudden like created a folder for them and I called them your, your, the best you articles. Mm because I was just thinking like, what do these have in common? We're trying to get closer to the best version of ourselves. That's what I'm going to call it. Best you articles. Um, so that's kind of one of the ways. And then kind of during this time, like I, like I expressed to you, I was so frustrated with the cliche of hearing the best version of yourself, but not getting the practical tools as to how. And so when I was trying to figure out what my why is, you know, Simon Sinek, so always talks mm-hmm. about discovering what your why is everybody talks about it now, but he was kind of the primary movement of it. I was trying to figure out what my why is. I was like, why am I motivated? Why am I disciplined? Why do I work hard every single day? And I could never really come up with something because I feel like a lot of, a lot of times when you hear stories that are on YouTube, TV, whatever it is, it's like, oh, I really wanted to buy my parents a house. I really want to do this. I really want to do that. And I'm like, I don't have anything like that. And I kept coming back to, I just want to get close to the best version of myself. I just want to improve every single day. So I reach my full potential, but I would, I hated that answer because of the cliche, but then I realized I hate it because nobody actually tells you how. Mm. And that was, so that was a big part of it. And then one of the big triggers was I was reading a book called the mask of masculinity by Lewis Howes. Mm. And there was a quote in the book by Ralph Waldo Emerson that reads, every man is in some way my superior. And in that I can learn of him. Mm. And when I read that quote, I like put down the book and I like stopped for like 10 minutes. I don't know why it hit me so hard at the time, but it did. 
And that was kind of the spark to create the podcast. Mm-hmm. That was like, I was like, all I want to do is go talk to successful people, see what they've done, learn from them, see if I can implement it myself and share it with other people. Yeah. So I would say kind of, I know that that was a little bit all over the place and talking about when I was personal training, like I want, I wanted to help people more than, than, than just fitness. How do I do that? And again, like literally when I started best you, I didn't know what the hell it was. I just formed an LLC because I felt like I should. And I was just sending people workouts at the time. I was like, I don't know what this is going to be, but I, I have a passion for me getting close to the best version of themselves and or myself and other people getting close to the best version of themselves. So I'm going to figure it out as I go. Mm-hmm. Cool. So that, that's kind of not um, any kind of sec, any kind of sexy origin story, but that's, that's mine. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, you, you got inspired on a quote from um, Emerson that was, that's completely against what masculinity has become. Yeah. You know, because, you know, as, as, as a male, uh, I can think I can speak into this world. Um, just because, like, predominantly, you have to come into the room being the most knowledgeable and the biggest and best. I mean, like, we've always had to be the strongest male dominates, you know? And so to, to take a position of no matter who you are, your age, your experience, whatever, there's something I can learn from you. Um, is a completely different concept and, and I can see why it kind of struck you <laughs> you know and you're like okay mic drop you know like let me just give that a minute um, and, and I think that that's that's great um, and, and I like how like you saw a need which lined up with a desire within you that the world needs and, and like you've decided to be a part of a solution as opposed to just being like, well, obviously it can't be done. No one's doing it, whatever, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's phenomenal. Um, and I really like that. Yeah. You know, I know you said you're all over the place, but it, but I, it makes complete sense to me um, within that. <laughs> Believe it or At least not. It makes sense to somebody because in, somebody- in, in my head, I'm like, <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I mean, I mean, people, people underestimate the power of, little things, you know, and little things make a big difference. Like if you're, if that trainer originally didn't just sit, stop for a whole 10 second conversation, just say, Hey, you know, I've been thinking about this. I just wanted you to know that I think you'd be great at this. And I think you ought to consider it. Let's talk more about it. If you're interested, keep working out by the way, you need to add more weight, you know, and walked off or whatever he said, yeah. I made up that last part. Um, and I was and, probably doing enough weight at the time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we might've told you to drop weight. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like everybody who walks up, somebody says either add or drop. So I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so, you know, but that, I mean, it's just a little nothing of a conversation and, and you read a quote in a book and all of a sudden your, your, your mind opens up to, to different possibilities or like you've experienced, like all these little things have contributed to the, the passion of your life right now which not only impacts all those people around you and all the people that you're in contact with, with best you and, and your training and all that kind of stuff, but also deeply impacts you to, to really center your life around it. I mean, that's, that's a huge deal. Yeah, no, I mean, I could not, over, I could not emphasize enough the point that you just made in regards to, I think about that all the time. Like all he, all, all it was is he came up to me for like, like you said, a, maybe a 15 second conversation and all of a sudden it leads to me doing what I'm doing now. And, and that's why I always 
have to go back to that story when I tell it is because Mm -hmm. you never know the impact that you can have on somebody or on people by acting in a, by acting in the right way or just like in a, in a, you know, like all he had to do, he could have easily not have been suggested that to me. He could have been having a bad day and said, screw it. I don't want to go over and talk to him. I'm tired kind of a thing. But I just think you can never underestimate the power of what you can do to impact others. And so like, again, not to say that, not to like sound arrogant or like, what, what if like that, what if that happened to us, like something like that probably happened to like Tony Robbins, you know what I mean? It's like, like one small thing happened and, and maybe somebody said something to him mm-hmm. and then he goes and he impacts these millions and millions and millions of people. And it's mm-hmm. like, obviously Tony Robbins is responsible for that, but that guy, other guy was just as responsible for that almost. Yeah. And so it's like, that guy is almost the hero, one of the biggest heroes in the story. And so that's, that's one of the things I say is like, never underemphasize your impact that you can have on people. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a firm believer that most people don't come up with things on their own. Like no. <laughs> somebody no. planted something within that person that grew into what it is and that we they're known for today. Well, hey, let's take a small little break and then um, we'll come back and hear more about um, obviously what, what's currently going on and, and what we can be a part of and need to know about moving forward or any kind of cool things. Um, you know, we're colonizing Mars. Maybe you're, you're the first, uh, you know, coach and fitness instructor that's on there. I don't know, just ideas, but we'll take a break. We'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need a pick-me-up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out and tell them you heard about them in the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right. Welcome back. Still, still sitting around hanging out with Nick. Um, so best you is, uh, doing some awesome stuff. Tell me, tell me about, uh, what, what you're excited about and what you're excited about kind of moving forward in your life. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about just about everything. Um, (laughs) one of the things, one of the, gosh, just to go off topic. One of the things my, I was sitting down at the dinner table one time and my, with my two siblings and my parents and my parents asked us like how do you guys think you've changed over the last few years and I had kind of like just graduated college and I was like I think I've changed a lot like I feel like I've grown a ton and my brother was I was like I think I've changed a lot and my brother was like really I don't think you've changed at all (laughs) I was like what I was like what do you mean and he goes you still get really excited about things that people shouldn't get excited about (laughs) and I was like Okay, I'll take that as a compliment. I'll take that. Yeah, so, yeah. anyways, that's that just popped in my head when you said that. You said that's um, it. Push-ups right now. Yeah. <laughs> One to yeah. ten, back down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm excited about a lot of things, man. I, like I like I've said, I have Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I've been running um, two episodes every single week since 2018, and as of the past few months, I've been running three episodes every single week because I 
implemented a new series called Fitness Goal Fridays yeah, that I yeah. talk about. And kind of the reason why I implemented that, implemented that is because throughout 2020, I ran a my first ever 10-week fitness goal setting program. And this mm-hmm. is really essentially the first product or service that best you kind of had yeah. and has. And that's what the thing I'm, I'm most excited about throughout 2020. I ran this 10-week fitness goal setting program with probably close to 100 people, both online in person groups one-on-one and ever all throughout the year i saw what worked saw what didn't work saw what resonated with people saw what didn't tweak made my necessary tweaks and so i've kind of built it out now to where everybody who does the timing fitness goal setting program is has a login to a membership site there's a lot of stuff going on on there oh, wow. and right now i've got a uh, say that again i said wow yeah in my head, I'm like, I'm calculating all the build out that you had to do for all these kind of things. I'm like, dang, it's <laughs> a lot of work. A little bit of build out, a little yeah. bit of build out, but that's all to make it easier uh, on uh-huh. the back end. But uh, yeah, so I have a group of 12 people right now going through an in-person uh, group 10-week program. That meets me Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 a.m. and they're in week five and it's going great. Then I have an online group going on right now and I've got probably eight one-on-one online clients as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. It's something that, you know, I got, I was always like frustrated when personal training clients weren't consistent. Mm. And I was like, what the hell is this like a me problem? Like what, what the hell's wrong with me? Like, why can't I keep people consistent? Cause you know, people, people will be good for four weeks and then they'll fall off mm-hmm. or they'll be good for eight weeks and then they'll fall off and whatever it is. And I was like, what the hell? Why can't I people keep people consistent? And then I kind of stumbled upon a business goal setting framework when I was reading this book. And I was like, this is gold. And I started to implement the goal setting framework into my personal life and my business life. And I was like, this is awesome. And then I essentially molded the goal setting framework to work for fitness. And that's what I've essentially been coaching people because like I said, I was frustrated with lack of consistency. And I was like, what can, what can I do? What can I do to implement universal principles that lead to consistency that Mm -hmm. lead to people falling through with the things that they know they should be doing, but they're not actually doing them. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I, I think that's why it took a decent amount of time to come up with it because I wanted something like that. I wanted something that kind of guaranteed, if you will, consistency, And now that I've kind of built out that framework, it's, you know, it's, there's obviously going to be, I don't really let people fall off during, (laughs) during the program. Um, But there's obviously going to be certain people who do it better than others, but it it really has, I I literally in my marketing material, I say it's, it's bulletproof because there are so many things in it that set people up for success throughout their program. And that's cool. um, Yeah. So that's where I'm at. And that's the, that's the 10 week thing that, that anybody can sign up for in the whole world. Anybody in the whole world can be a part of, and it's bulletproof change. Bulletproof change. Is that there's proof change? What, awesome. It, 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 you know what it does is most, a lot of, a lot of trainers, a lot of group fitness studios and, and things like that. And just a lot of people who are attacking their fitness goals don't actually take the time on the front end to figure out like, what is my actual goal? Mm -hmm. And then what is my actual strategy? 
How am I going to monitor progress towards all of that? And then mm-hmm. the next step is like, how am I going to actually set myself up for success so that I fall through my, with my strategy? Mm-hmm. And that in a brief little simplistic overview is what I do leading up to every single program with my clients. Wow. Yeah. That doesn't sound simplistic to me at all. Like, <laughs> no, it, ta- it takes very time. Thorough. That, that's a lot of work. Um, and, and it's good work. Like that's, that's phenomenal. You know? Well, you know what it is, is, and the, one of the things that I've thought about recently when I've, when I was creating content for this is in so many areas of our life, people put in, uh, see the requirement for a lot of preparation. When people mm-hmm. are at work, they, they, they prepare a lot for a presentation. They prepare a lot for a meeting if, if it's a significant meeting to them. And they, people do a lot of preparation in a decent amount of areas of their life if it's, if it's important. But people don't really prepare when it comes to their fitness goals. Mm-hmm. They kind of just like think of, like, I, I want to get in better shape or I want to lose weight and I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to eat a little bit healthier. But they don't prepare as to how am I going to actually make this thing a reality? How am I going to prepare and set this goal? And how am I going to reverse engineer it into reality? Mm-hmm. And so that just like baffles me. So I'm like, before the 10 weeks start, let's spend a whole week mm-hmm. preparing Yep. setting ourselves up so that once the 10 weeks start, it's just about execution. Yeah. I mean, I've found that it's, it's absolutely people do not believe or think, or I don't, you fill in the word, but like they do things in business and yet like they don't apply that to their regular lives. Yeah. Like in, in your business, would anybody show up unprepared without goals, without a vision, without some kind of mission statement, without some kind of like idea of where they're going or how evaluative process to figure out if they even need to be doing what they're doing you know like all these things you stack up in the business and the businesses that do that are very successful for the most part um and believe it or not the humans that do that too are very successful (laughs) but but some reason like there's this wall and people are like oh that's good business strategy yeah maybe well i think it's i I think it's i think it's like businesses you know already have the frameworks for people to to do, you know what I mean? It's well, like, hopefully, yeah. you go to a business and you're probably forced to do it or mm-hmm. like to a certain extent, you know? So I think there's a little bit of that, but. Sure. Yeah. If you have a good leader, hopefully that, that, right. <laughs> that is the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I th- that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, that's, uh, that's <laughs> preaching, preaching to the choir right there, man. That's uh that's something I'd love for everybody to, to get instilled within them. Um, is that believe it or not, like, you can live intentionally, personally, just as much as you can live intentionally, professionally. Mm, yeah, like, well it, that's a that's a big thing. Well, what else you got coming up? What what else can people be a part of uh, moving forward? You got some big plans for twenty twenty one? Yeah, so I think the the biggest thing is definitely the ten week program. But yeah, it's huge. the next that's things, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Um, but the next things on the horizon is if you know if you're here in Nashville, I'm planning on doing a monthly community workout event. Um, that I'll be doing and I'll have people like a site and everything for people to register for that. And I've, I've got the first one coming up here pretty soon. And then I'll have the next one uh, a month after that. But then I'm also working on a membership site, which I got to make sure I execute it on now that I'm. Yeah. If you say here. it, man, you got to do it, right? <laughs> no, I got, I know I got to force myself into the situation, but I've been working hard on it and I'm trying to have some live online workouts where people can like, there's a, 
you know, they have a site that they have a login to and they can actually schedule a live online class with me. And then after the class takes place, it will be recorded and then uploaded to an on-demand center. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of one of the things that I'm working on and, and trying to roll out here in the next month. So I would say those are the, uh, the biggest things and things that people can uh, be a part of if they would like to. Man, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, all right. The big question that we, uh, that we're ending on here, like, well, how in the world do people find out about it then? <laughs> where, where do we need to go online on Instagram to get connected with you? How, how, how's the best way to get connected with, with you and, um, best you? Yeah. Well, easiest place would be on Instagram at carrier underscore best you. And then after that, you know, you get the link in bio stuff. My website is nickcarrier.com and the 10 week program is nickcarrier.com slash 10 week program. Uh, so those are uh, probably the best ways to, to get in touch. The podcast, Nick Carrier, especially podcast is anywhere you can find podcasts and it's on my website as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, man, appreciate it. I highly it. recommend uh, your fifth episode. Um, you probably peaked too soon some say maybe those some is just me Um, Uh, that's amazing but uh, they're they're great i like them they're shorter they're bite size you know like they're they're good and informative like i I like the intentionality that you put behind it in saying this is what we're talking about like specifically and and let's focus here um i think that's great and so it's it's literally uh and and maybe you know this or maybe you format it this way intentionally i don't know if you did but like it really is that Emerson quote in the flesh. Yeah. I like mean, everybody that's, on, what can I learn from you? You know? Yeah. So. I mean, that's uh, to me, that quote is so power, so powerful and kind of a quote that everybody needs to almost live by. I think being curious of how other people are the way that they are is such an important quality to have to get closer to the best version of yourself. Yeah, man. That's good stuff. Well, Hey, I appreciate your time. I know you got to run. You got uh, all these things to do. You're juggling a lot of things at one time, I know. Um, but I appreciate your time today. I'm glad you're on the podcast. And I uh, look forward to uh, people connecting with you and you filling that void that so many people neglect in their lives, okay? Yeah, Jacob. Well, I appreciate it, man. It's been it's been good. All right, great, to, great to connect again. Yeah, you too. We'll talk to you later. All right, man. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast on your way out please take time to subscribe if you haven't already leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard and also leave us a comment let us know what's going on with you if you don't mind stop on instagram give us a little like on the ig at barbell voodoo podcast also you can find me there at fitby40.blog thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time